Welcome back to Foster Care, an unparalleled journey with Jason and Amanda Palmer, where our mission is providing strength to the weakest among us from both kids in foster care and their biological families. We also talk about topics that affect all children and families. It is our hope that we can inspire you to become the best bio, step, foster, adoptive, or whatever kind of mom or dad that you can be. Part of our mission is inspiring others to become amazing foster families as well, if that is your calling. If it's not your calling, great. Find a thing that sets your soul on fire and go be awesome at that. Let's make our communities great together. Be sure to go by Jason M. Palmer and check out the blog post and other podcast episodes. You can search Jason and Amanda Palmer on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else you get your podcast. If we don't show up, be sure to send me an email and let me know and I will try to get it on there. We'd love to have you leave us some feedback in the form of a rating and review. It really helps the show gain attention. Hi, and welcome back to Foster Care, an unparalleled journey. We are listening to the beeping noises of the ambulance outside <laughs> and the kids making noise in the house. Hey, at least the ambulance isn't for us. Amen. Knock on wood. <laughs> we are talking tonight about a uh, about a topic that we've discussed quite a bit. I've seen it online some, and that is caseworkers getting stuff done. If you have done any foster care, you've probably had some experience with that. If you're a caseworker, you know what it's all about. If you're a new pod or a new foster parent, you probably don't know what it's all about yet. But the ones who've been around for a hot minute, you know, you, you finally figure it all out. And uh, I'll go ahead and just claim OG status for us because we've been <laughs> doing, we've been messing with foster care and adoptive kids for the last ten years, and we've learned a lot about that. And uh, I saw a post from someone I know who is a uh, who's a worker with the state, and my wife actually pointed it out to me, and I thought it was a, a real good description because it gets frustrating, you know. You 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 send your mileage form in, and it doesn't get taken care of, or you send this or that, or you call and go, "Hey, I got a question for you." If you call me back real quick, and it's a quick question, you only want like thirty seconds of their time, but. But you don't get a call back for a day or two. Or you're in crisis. Or, or you need help right now. Or that. I mean, that happens too. We, we've experienced that in the past. But um, the gal, her name is Auburn. She's going to be on our podcast that's supposed to publish tonight, I think, on the uh, on the uh, Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey podcast. So if you go look for that, um, jasonmpalmer.com. It'll, uh, tomorrow morning, I'll make sure that there's a link up for that. Or if you just look for us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, we're, we should be on all of them by now, but it should post tomorrow. It's uh, her telling a story there. But in her Facebook post, she says, in case any of you want to know what your local children's division workers are up to, here is how my day has gone. Made a list of 37 to-dos, made 17 phone calls, answered 11 emails, Scanned in 56 documents, then e-filed or scanned to database system. Had two home visits. Had one no-show visits. Found two kiddos' homes. Kept one home from disrupting. Chugged two sodas. Read one disgusting report that I'll probably have nightmares about. One phone call with the hospital. Two coffees and drove 67 miles. Scheduled one therapy appointment. Had two parent visits. And scheduled two home visits with new placements. Yes, I counted them all in my free time that I didn't log for. But here we are, kidnapping babies and getting paid to take kids. If only people really knew how hard we worked 
to keep families together and keep foster homes happy. And I think that says a lot for people who don't experience it, don't know what it's all about. It's really easy to get frustrated with your workers sometimes. And there are bad workers. There, I mean, there are bad workers. For sure. But there's also some really good workers, too. Yeah. You know, that are out there working their butt off for the kids, you know, and they really do care for the kids. That's that's why they're there. You know, they're there to take care of kiddos. You know, they all have their different reasons for why they're doing the job that they do. But deep down, they're there to help kiddos. I agree. Definitely. Yeah, and there's just, there's so many parts that we don't see. Yeah. We don't see everything that they do on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, where she's talking about scanning 50-something different forms and then e-filing and logging all that. And that's the stuff that doesn't get any of the headlines. You never see that in, in the in the news article about a, a foster or a caseworker doing something crazy. You know, but no, tr- that's paperwork. That that's paperwork for court. You know, that's, that, that's getting your stuff. stuff straight for the kids. You know, and that's legal stuff. They're legally required to have done. I've actually seen a judge. I've been in court and seen a judge say, "Hey, if you don't have this done, I'm going to throw you in my jail for contempt of court." And he was talking to a worker. So, yeah, I I do recall that now that you mention it. You know, the judges do. You know. They keep them on their toes, and everything has to be just right. When they walk into that courtroom for your TPR or for your court case, if they don't have the paperwork right, you're looking at at a continuance. You're looking at another three months. Yeah. You know, or you're looking at your whole case being blown apart because the paperwork's not done right. You're looking at a kiddo going back home when they're not ready to because the paperwork isn't where it should be. Yep. You know, yep. and and paperwork is just one aspect of it. You know, there's so many details, the visits and checking in, you know, the FSTs and, uh, you know, and, they and do a lot. The one thing I, I know that has to drive them crazy because it it's always driven us crazy when it happens to us is when you go to all the trouble to schedule a visit, you make sure you have the time off to, to, to go do it. You pack everybody up, you know, you get everybody there, you sit there, and you sit there for, what, 20 or 30 minutes? Yeah. Before they just call it and say, okay, they're not showing up. But a worker's tied up, a visitation room's tied up, a foster parent's tied up. You've got all that so that somebody can just not make it for a visit. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. It's frustrating all around. And then you get the message later on that says, Oh, yeah, sorry, I had my days mixed up. I didn't know. Can we do that tomorrow instead? Right. Can you just <laughs> drop everything and do it tomorrow now? Yeah. And yeah. and so you've got these workers doing all these things. And for the most part, most workers are at least decent humans trying to do a decent job. I'd say a good portion of the workers are just doing their best to make everything work. Yeah, you know, they're really working hard. And there are a few that are kind of lazy and don't want to get the job done. That's that's going to be everywhere, though. I have those people at my work. Well, and the thing is, is our caseworkers, they don't make a whole lot of money at all. No. They make little money. You know, they make less than 30 grand a year in the state of Missouri yeah. to start. And, I mean, it's nothing in the caseload. I mean, you could, you could just go on and on and on. You know, the caseload's are immense you know they're supposed to have a few kids and they end up with triple caseloads yeah and how do you juggle that absolutely i know that that um it's not uncommon to find workers that have caseloads that exceed the legal limit because 
the limit might be here, but when the stack of kids is here, you got to take the rest of them and, and put them in into the yeah, case. Yeah, I mean, you piles. can't just toss a kid aside and say, oh, well, I can't do this because I'm at my limit. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, and not only that, our caseworkers are not just in our county. They visit outside counties. Yeah. Yeah. We had, um, when we had, uh, when Turtle came with us, we had workers who came up from, um, what, they drove two, an hour and a half. Ca- county, yeah, it was an hour and a half drive. Every yeah, bit, hour and a half, two almost two hours that they would come monthly to come and see him and do his home visit. You know, so they're traveling out of county and they're traveling in their own vehicles because yep. most children's divisions, they have one state car. Yeah. So they're using their cars, their gas, their wear and tear, you know, and, and not only that, the one thing that I really want people to take home is when our caseworkers go home. They take it with them. Oh, absolutely. They take those cases home. They take those babies home with them, you know, and they think about it and they have nightmares about it, you know, and it doesn't just end when they punch the time clock. Oh, yeah, because these, you know, these stories, you know, some of them, just like the ones she talked about in in the post there, you know, she read a report that was so disgusting, she'll probably have nightmares about it tonight. And I know a handful of those stories from our experience, but... We've had a handful of those stories, you know. But the workers, you know, on an average month probably have 50% more cases than we had have had in the entire time we've done foster care. So on a monthly basis, they, you know, it just, it just keeps piling on. So, I mean, I can't... I just can't say I blame them for a lot of this stuff. It gets frustrating. Don't get me wrong. It gets frustrating. You know, well, and they get frustrated too. Absolutely, but that's the thing is, it's not like, for the most part, it's not like they're being lazy. It's not like it's, it's them just not doing their job, even when it feels like it because they're not getting that one little thing you need done. But you never know that that one little thing that you want done, where it's where it falls in the stack of the other things. When you have mm-hmm. a, a a case that's about to disrupt. When you have a kid who's about to get moved out of into another home, they're going to have to find one more home. And sometimes that has to happen. You've got a teenager who ran away, who didn't come yep. home from school. You know, it, it happens. You know, and we all think that our case, you know, the case that we have right now, that's that's the worst case. You know, and it is the worst case for you because it's the one you have right now. But it may definitely not be the worst case that that caseworker has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it may not be you know, as high up on the priority list as it is for you, because there's always a story that is worse than the one that you have. Yep. I would absolutely agree with that. It's just important to, uh, to realize that as much as it seems to you and to us sometimes, like they're just not getting to what they need to. Usually you're wrong. You just don't know what's going on. They're not allowed to discuss that other case with you. They can only try and maybe make you understand by saying, hey, we had this, we have another case that took precedence. Yeah, but just try to have some patience. And if it is really important, there is a chain of command. If you need somebody, by all means, keep going until you get an answer. Yeah, keep going until you find somebody. You know, but if it's something that can wait until tomorrow, you might let it rest. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's about all we have for tonight. Uh, we had to do a quick one, and fortunately, the kids haven't been ridiculously raucous or noisy, and 
not real loud traffic <laughs> behind us tonight, so we're going to call that a win. Hey, bribed them with video games. Right? <laughs> That's what good parents do. They bribe with video games. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll see you soon. Thanks to everyone for listening all the way through. If you're trying to find us on a specific podcasting platform, just search for Jason and Amanda Palmer or Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or anywhere where you find your podcast. You can also download it so that you can listen wherever you're at, even when you aren't online. You can find us online at jasonmpalmer.com where you can read our blog, and listen to all of our previous podcasts. If you have a story that you'd like to tell on the show, please send me an email at jasonmpalmer at yahoo.com and be sure to put podcasts in the subject line. Or send me a message through our Facebook page at Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey. We'll see you next time.